Everyone, Talk of the Town is up and running in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, USA. I'm Scott Montesano, and this is where the Chippewa Valley comes to talk. Oh, we've got snow up to our waists here in the Chippewa Valley and right here in Eau Claire as we are uh, just a little more than a week away from Christmas. And no doubt the, the, the weather, the snow impacts people. People had appointments planned for the day people had maybe some travel planned even if you had to go pick something up today this is an inconvenience maybe people were going to get their car worked on again maybe they had uh, some sort of medical appointment so there is real inconvenience out of this snow but when you you scratch away that it is beautiful the snow is great, and those who have kids, those who have, uh, those who obviously need uh, the schools as much for daycare as for education, you knew last night that school was going to be canceled today, and if you had any half a brain, you would have you been preparing the last two, three days uh, as well, so... Spare me all of the complaints about what the snow uh, has done. This was something that we told you on Tuesday. Be prepared for this. They didn't think we were going to get this much snow, but at the same time, two, three days ago, we were right on the, on the line of the temperature. So this isn't that surprising, all this snow. And it is, again, beautiful. Let's not complain about it. We're guaranteed a white Christmas the lights are going to pop even more the next few days. This is glorious, this weather. Glorious. And, and I know our kids were out earlier today taking advantage of the sticky snow. Perfect snowman building weather. If you can go find a lousy magician to roll them over and steal their, their hat, you can have yourself your own frosty. Great snowball weather, great sledding weather. I mean, it, it's perfect play snow. You're going to be soaked afterwards, but it's perfect play snow. Terrible to shovel, clogs up the snow blowers, but again, a beautiful snow. Woke up this morning. We keep our outdoor holiday lights on all night. They, they, were, they were popping, popping like fresh apples in a pie it hits different outstanding uh the the weather and the first uh, test this year the first real test this year of our communities and your communities snow plowing how is it uh, i know two three years ago we, we we complain on this show about the quality in eau claire of the, the snow plowing. But in the end, I'd say in the last two, three years, it's been consistent. It's been as solid as can be. I know there was a note out there of limited staffing in Eau Claire County in particular, which may impact some of the plowing, and we'll have to see how that works out. But again, the first real test of it, something that I have become used to in this area, is we live right next to a main road, a main artery, if you will. But we're on a side street, a block away from it. 
and our little neighborhood does not get you know does not get plowed till several hours after the snow has stopped and it can become almost impassable to drive on the roads in our neighborhood i've got a uh, a simple four door sedan i don't have a truck i don't really, i can't drive my car in this now our uh ford escape we can drive in we 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 are, we're able to get that out and move around in it's a little higher uh something that i it, it, where where i'm from and i keep i i've i've said this story numerous times being from uh being from the uh upstate new york utica new york and the area gets 80 90 100 inches of snow a year it's a little different out that way because the amount of, well, the, the percentage of the budget that is spent on winter care of the roads is significantly different than it is out this way. You get one flake of snow that starts to come down in upstate New York and there is an army of snow plows. There, there's like four snow plows for every one flake of snow. So your side streets... You, you, you see pavement on your side streets almost the entire time like you do Claremont Avenue in Eau Claire. Imagine that in this community. But if we were going to do that in this community, you would have to increase, uh, increase the budget. Increase the budget and increase the uh, percentage of it. So I think all things considered, it's not too bad. And I would say, and, and I had to drive on Wednesday morning... I think overall in western Wisconsin, the, the road crews were out in front of this snowstorm. So overall, good job from what I've seen. And enjoy the snow. Enjoy this beautiful snow that we have had. Very much the Christmassy spirit. And that's not to say people have not been inconvenienced by this. But I would say this is one of those moments where take a step back and just enjoy it for what it is. Crank up the Mariah Carey, enjoy it. Uh, the Oak City Council made a vote earlier this week on that Shopco apartment complex that we've been discussing. And a narrow vote approved of the Shopco apartment plan. Narrow vote approved it. Milwaukee-based Gray Wolf Partners wants to transform that old Shopco property off Claremont into a rather nice apartment complex similar to an apartment complex that's out there near i think it's buffalo wild wings panera bread that area over there so a nicer apartment complex the group this gray wolf partners out of milwaukee says rents will be roughly fifteen hundred dollars some more some a little less so this is not the 250 dollar unit people have been talking about that they want but this will be a very nice property and we'll get to by the way quote-unquote affordable housing in just a moment the city council voted some councilors like andrew worthman who ultimately were opposed to the apartment complex wanted to delay the vote but ultimately the vote passed six to five i don't understand well, I understand 
why some people would be a little bit against the project. Because you, maybe you've got some reservations, but ultimately this should have been a unanimous vote for this. This should have been a unanimous vote. And the five counselors that voted against it, hopefully should get a, hopefully they'll get a little heartburn from their figgy pudding this Christmas season. Because if they had voted 6-5 against this, a missed opportunity for the area. It should not have been this close. That Shopko apartment complex. Uh, some, of the conf- some of the concerns. One, again, the cost. Andrew Worthman brought it up. If they're going to charge 1500 bucks at this, that's going to mean other landlords around the area will feel validated to raise their costs. Maybe. But ultimately, and we've said it since day one, you need inventory. And Terry Weld, who is a real estate person in this town, pretty much told Andrew Worthman that. You need inventory. And probably what's going to come online is going to, the newer thing is going to cost more. And the idea is supply and demand. The newer thing is going to cost a little more. Though I'm going to explain something in a moment. Newer thing's going to cost a little more. And then the other, the older properties end up staying the same. Probably don't ever decrease their cost, but they stay the same as everything rises around. You need properties. You, know, you got people, people, right now a landlord can name their price. And I got news for people, by the way, on costs. When did, when did we start thinking, you know, some of these units are going to be a thousand bucks. Some of these units are going to be over 2000. And frankly, some of the units you can probably do better if you bought a house, which is fine. Some people want to turn their apartment. Some people are willing to spend that much money on an apartment as a spot to live, live, as opposed to having a house because they don't want to deal with upkeep and all that. But when did we start thinking 1500 bucks in 2023, because we're about to enter that, is unreasonable? I once had a studio apartment in an older, in an older apartment building in Fargo, North Dakota, older by maybe 20 years. So it wasn't, you know, built in the, in the 1920s. But this is 06, 06, 07. I had an apartment, a studio apartment in Fargo, North Dakota, that I spent $800 a month on. In Fargo, North Dakota, $800 a month. And that was in 06, 07. I think it's very reasonable to expect, as they say here, a studio apartment's going to probably run you a thousand bucks. That is very understandable. And this would be a brand new building. It's a fallacy, this talk of affordable housing. And business leaders in the area laugh about it. Many of you laugh about it when you hear people talk about, I want to work on affordable housing. They use the term affordable because they don't want to they don't want to insult the people they're trying to make happy. And that is cheap housing. They want cheaper. They'll sometimes use the term cheaper. But instead of them saying cheap housing, they want to say affordable housing. Because 1500 bucks a month 
for this type of property is going to be very affordable for some people. Now, I got to kind of question a little bit. Gray Wolf Partners is saying they're going to target target young adults, college-aged students going to UWEC and CVTC, but they're not going to have any limit. Anybody can live there, and it does make you wonder who's going to afford to live there, but I also know some UWEC students that are living in the Adante building, which is not cheap, downtown. So you never know what somebody's financial situation is. You don't know how much their family may be helping them out. And don't and don't look, you know, don't scoff at people or chastise them if they're a college student who has the means or it comes from a family of means that can afford to help them live in a spot of $1,500 a month. Let's not make them evil either. Don't punish them. Enough of this idea of privilege. It's not their fault or anything. Don't fault them. Well, if they couldn't afford it, then they couldn't charge the $1,500. goes back to what I said on Tuesday. You can never make the activists happy. And then the other thing is you heard some people bring up Jeremy Gregert brought up traffic patterns. And I've heard this come up in other areas too, where shopping complexes, malls are being, uh, people want to convert them into living spaces because the idea of commercial development is different than it was 20, 30 years ago. You're not going to have that type of development. And look, Costco's coming into Eau Claire, they're not going into that spot. Costco's not going to the mall. They're building their own spot. And if you're going to get a, one of the few remaining big stores, let's say, you know, Bass Pro Shops comes to Eau Claire, which arguably, by the way, I think we'd hit the demographics for a Bass Pro Shops, but regardless, or say Cabela's or something, they're not going to put, they're not probably going to go to the mall. They're probably not going to go to where a, a Shopco is. They're going to find another spot. So utilizing this for something you need, like residential, is good, and you know the traffic pattern is fine. Oh, this may impact negatively the traffic pattern. You already have the traffic pattern set, and arguably, studies have shown, the traffic pattern is much, is much simpler to map out with residential than it is with commercial. It's much more of a free flow, all of that. So... Again, it was voted in by the city council. I can't believe, though, some of the people's arguments against this. When this proposal came, this should have been a two-second conversation and stamped it on in. Stamped it on in. Uh, Something else, by the way, the city council uh, talked about, and it harkens back to the activist era of the city council five, six, seven, eight years ago. But ultimately, it's not a bad thing. Your first thought was to kind of, you know, ball up your fist, but ultimately, it's not a bad idea. And that is this discussion of a no-mo-may. More and more communities are doing this. No-mo-may, meaning they, your community encourages you to not mow your lawn in May to allow weeds, as you and I would call them, but ultimately they are flowers, but to allow taller grasses, weeds slash flowers to grow and provide landing spots 
and pollination opportunities for bees. We've been hearing for the last decade the issue of a decrease in the bee population. This is a very simple, efficient way of maintaining a bee population. And you've got more and more communities that are adopting resolutions in support of this, and now Eau Claire is considering it. Osseo does it. Some communities in the Twin Cities. From all I can gather, all of the communities that do this, and I'm sure there's an exception to this, it's an optional thing. It's not as though, hey, if you get on your riding lawnmower or you're pushing a lawnmower or you run a landscaping company and you're doing mowing, that all of a sudden a police officer is going to pull up to the property, tap you on the shoulder, and give you a big ticket. No, that's not what this is. It's an initiative, an encouragement, and there is an element that the city council has to do a little more than just a ceremonial proclamation, though, and that is to ease back on the ordinances that are already on the books that punish those that do not keep their lawns tidy. There is you know, a, a tall grass ordinance in Eau Claire. You have to put an effort in to maintain a decent property, which is good. It protects you know, values. It protects just you know, against blight. But you can't have no mo may with an ordinance like this on the books. And yeah, you could, you know, wink, wink and all that. But that's the one thing in Eau Claire the city councilors and the city, ma- uh, city manager are talking about. It's OK, we'll have to just rearrange this ordinance. And I think they're going to do that officially coming up in January or February. But don't mind it myself. No mo may. I don't know how I, I think. My property, I think I've said this before, I have a, a well-manicured wiffle ball field in our backyard. I'll probably keep that up. But the rest of the yard in May, let it go, you know, a cup. You, know, you don't usually mow as much in May. Let it go a little bit. No problem at all in, in my book. And if you want to give people signs that they can stick in their yard and encourage, hey, by all means. Go right ahead. And it may, no mow may might mean different things to different people depending on the year. If you have an early spring, yeah, by the time you get to mid to late May, it, it could get quite shaggy in your yard. And some people may say, enough of this and, and mow Memorial Day weekend. Other years, it'll be easier. Snow on the ground in early May. So you're not even thinking of mowing until the uh, end of the month or early June. But I think it's not a bad idea. At all. Now, if they were to go around and make this a mandatory thing, then there'd be much more of a debate to this. But I, I think it's important that people know that everything being discussed is an optional thing. It's an optional thing. Because I can hear the rumblings from people as this comes up for, for discussion again in January, and in particular in April and May if this goes through, and people start hearing about no mo May, They're going to go, oh, the city council is going to try to arrest me for mowing my yard. And you're going to hear some landscaper talk about how they're ruining their business. And you're going to have to remind them it's it's, it's optional. It's optional. Conversely, by the way, the city cannot shame people if they do mow. So do not shame people. Speaking of city government, uh, Greg Hoffman Mayor in Chippewa Falls has announced he will run for re-election. Hoffman's been a fixture in that community for 
two decades, 71 years old. Why not? Yeah, why not? Things have been running smoothly in Chippewa Falls. Uh, we'll see. You know, because he says he's running for re-election does not mean he automatically gets it. We'll have to see. Will somebody run against him? And I do hope in Chippewa Falls somebody runs against him for, for this reason, not because he should be voted out or anything like that. But you do hope he gets pushed a little bit so that people see, hey, what sort of ideas are there in Chippewa Falls? Provide a little bit of a stress test. Yeah, Greg Hoffman seems well-liked up there, looks like he's going to win an election, but sometimes you need to have somebody go as a sparring partner. And you hope somebody up there, you know, hopefully somebody has said, oh, I'll throw my head in the ring, probably not going to win, but I just want to bring some issues to the forefront. And maybe some things that can be done better. So hopefully he does not run unopposed. And we talked a little bit about this earlier this week. Uh, seems there is that appetite for that referendum in Altoona. The school board heard from uh, the results of a survey. Looks like there is an appetite from the residents in Altoona for the referendum. Uh, follows in line with what we've seen actually play out where a lot of these referendums have passed recently. Uh, so people in Altoona saying, hey, if you put a referendum out there, that would probably add about 70000 uh, not 70 about 70 to to $100 to our yearly tax bill. We'd be on board for it. So we'll see if Altoona goes along with it. Uh, by the way, speaking of schools, uh, tip of the cap to Altoona and Eau Claire schools uh, for how they handled the last two days uh, and maybe maybe a little bit of uh, remorse uh, from maybe the schools in Chippewa Falls it's never a, it, it, it's a hard decision I, you, you don't want to chastise sometimes just luck but I'm not including the, the, the rural schools in this because they're a whole different thing there but hey good job by Eau Claire and Altoona on Wednesday to just go with a two hour delay Roads ended up being fine. You went with a two-hour delay, which made it a lot easier to stomach doing the snow day on Thursday. Great job. Great job. Two-hour delays are very inconvenient. You don't want to have a lot of those. Those are many times worse than a snow day from a parental planning standpoint. And even once the kids get to school, getting them fired up. But it's still a lot better than back-to-back -back days of snow days, so good job. Up in Chippewa, they banged Wednesday, and then you end up banging Thursday as well. And you have a little bit more of a ruralness to Chippewa Falls, so I understand that, but I drove out on Wednesday morning. Roads weren't nearly as bad as people thought they were in this area in particular. As I said, though, it's... It, 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 it's an inexact science, and no matter what decision you, decision you make, 80% of the time you end up being wrong. Live and learn. Uh, saw the story, by the way, that Stanley Boyd did a virtual day on Wednesday. Um, but they had also planned for Wednesday likely being a snow day for several days. So they had it all lined up, and I think the story was that if they were canceled today, which they were, Thursday, they weren't going to do a virtual day on Thursday. Uh, 
It was only for Wednesday. It does go back to what I've said. Michael Johnson's floated the idea in Eau Claire a few times. Uh, some schools out east have floated the idea and have tried it, and that is to do away with snow days. And if you have a snow day, it's a virtual day. It, it cannot work in the sense of eliminating all snow days because it just cannot it takes time to set up virtual now forget about people needing to have all of the internet and what have you that's not as much of a concern now as it was before though remember this we've never lived in a society where 100% of households ever had televisions it just seems like that and not everyone has reliable internet and not every family focuses on getting good internet even if they've got the financial resources for it they don't spend for the good internet it's not just a, a a socioeconomic thing but forgetting that for a moment unless you have a couple of days ahead where you tell everybody hey we're gonna probably do virtual on this day people aren't planned for it the teachers don't have the lesson plan ready it's a whole different ball of wax so it's something that sounds good on paper Oh, we'll do a virtual day, and then we can say we still went to school and we don't miss class time. But that's not realistic. Where I will throw the caveat in is if, and we're not going to have that this week, of course, but if we ever get to a situation like we had back in the uh, the winter of 2019, the January, fe- well, mostly February of 2019, well, actually, January and February, but between cold out, long bout of below zero temperatures, and snow, kids missed like 90% of school days for about a three-week period. That case, then maybe you start after a few days, hey, if we can't go to school tomorrow, everybody prepare to log in with your teachers, and you start giving, that's the caveat if you're going to go through long stretches, but to just say, hey, we're going to do a, you know, if the Eau Claire School District yesterday had even said, hey, tomorrow's going to be a likely a snow day, let's plan on virtual, I don't think that was going to, I think you really do need three, four days of planning for teachers to plan, all of that. You almost have to mentally wrap your mind around it. And I, 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 and, and, and you can't get past this as well. There is a... There is something that's just worth... Life's worth living with snow days. Not everything has to have a reason behind it. Not everything has to have a narrative behind it. You know, sometimes it's just nice to live. It's the same thing with summer school. Summer school, I mean, not summer school, but summer vacation. You can make legitimate arguments that it's long since past its usefulness, and maybe you just should have two or three weeks off, all that. You know, on paper, summer vacation does not make sense. It really hasn't made sense for 100 years. And even more so in the last 20 to 25 years as more and more schools have air conditioning and climate control. But you want summer vacation. Maybe you don't need it. Maybe it's hard to argue its benefits. But it's just nice. You know, we're, we're a week away from 
kids getting all these toys. Toys make life worth living. You don't always have to defend things. You know, facts and numbers and all that make life very, very cold. Sometimes, you know, sometimes you just want that that piece of, of warm pie. Okay? You don't need that slice of pumpkin pie. It does nothing for you that eating a, a fresh salad or, a, or some fruit wouldn't do. But life's better with the pumpkin pie, isn't it? Or whatever it is that you're going to, you know, kind of cheat with. There's nothing wrong with snow days. And when you try to argue, oh, it's now, you're trying to sound like the smartest person in the room, but I got news for you. It's not like people like you and I haven't already thought of it. We've already decided. Snow days are worth it. Uh, Back with you on Tuesday, and Tuesday will be the last edition of the program in this calendar year before we take a week and a half sabbatical for Christmas and the holidays. So we'll talk to you again on Tuesday. Until then, I'm Scott Montesano saying there's a great big beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Make sure to take advantage of it. And until next time, so long, everybody.